everyone, and welcome to our podcast today. I'm Edie Tolbert. And I'm Jennifer Edwards. And we are Business Besties. Welcome back, everybody. This is Jennifer and Edie. Here we are, week three in our series. Um, The last two weeks, the first one we talked about how to define God's plan or purpose for your life. And then the next one was how to identify those characteristics that you're building in order to have a better relationship with God. And today we're going to talk about how will the enemy distract you, quotation mark, distract you from God's plan. And I want to I want to add to this just a little bit because a lot of the times we hear um, messages or podcasts or whatever um, that talk about the attack of the enemy. And just recently, I decided not to give the enemy that much power. Um, so I no longer have attacks from the enemy. I just have distractions. Just little, like we were talking about before we hit record, um, a little fly that's on my shoulder that's buzzing in my ear and I just flick him off my shoulder. That is as much power as we are going to give the enemy. It's a distraction. I really liked your analogy of everybody's had this, unless they're a dude. Maybe dudes don't. Well, some dudes might have this, but you have that one hair that is down in your face. And if you wear glasses, it's like somehow stuck in your glasses or it's gotten stuck in your eyelash and you're just trying to move it out of the way yeah. to, it's not even causing you to not see straight. Right. Like you can still see. It's just this little annoyance. Yes. Like that's as much power as we're yes. willing to give the enemy. Yes. It's just basically a little mm-hmm. annoyance. We mm-hmm. just brush it away mm-hmm. and we move on. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do today. And that's what we want to challenge you to do today um, is just identify the distraction. Because we all know that the enemy is very um, sneaky and slithery. And um, sometimes he'll even use a good thing mm-hmm. to distract you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you think that it, but it's good. So it must be from God. And so how do we how do we identify those things in order to determine whether it's God's plan or not? And then the other area is um, weakness. Whatever we feel like our weakness is, um, I feel like the enemy preys on that weakness. And for me, um, and I know I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, it was the numbers. It was all about the numbers, not knowing my numbers. But the more I said that lie out loud, because that was the lie from the enemy, um, the more he took advantage of that and the more he has thrown that in my face. And so now I just, I know that when he's trying to tell me I'm not good at numbers, um, I am good at numbers. I've, I've learned the knowledge. I've, uh, taken classes. I've had my mentor, Jennifer, my business bestie who has walked me through, um, so that I have more knowledge about my numbers. And so he can't distract me with that anymore. And so now he's going to try try to find something else. So, um, so Jennifer, what is there a weakness that you feel like the enemy has has preyed upon um, for you? Um, probably weaseling his way in in those areas of my life where I feel the least confident. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. definitely. And I. Fall for it. Yeah. I fall for it. And that that's probably the most irritating thing on the planet mm-hmm. is that one. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I would say he is really good at doing is he makes lies look like truth. Yeah. Or he 
he twists and takes partial truth. Yeah. And one of the, those things have happened to me and I, I just, I've prayed for a long time. It's in my prayer journal and I wish I had the date in front of me, but I have prayed that God would uproot those lies mm -hmm. and set me free mm -hmm. from them. And, oh yeah, one of them I do have actually. Um, I prayed that the lies that I was told about my body image, mm. that God would pick those out. Like, I see those types of lies that come right. from way back in your oh, life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see them buried really deep in really mm -hmm. hard ground. Mm -hmm. The way I visualize it is it is a tree with really, really, really deep roots mm -hmm. and a really, really hard ground. And mm -hmm. so God has to take a pickaxe mm -hmm. after that, mm -hmm. and it takes some time yeah. to to dig the, every single root mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And I had that about my body image mm -hmm. and that I would never be able to feel comfortable in my own skin, that I um, would always be overweight and all the things that go along with that. Mm -hmm. Like those were all lies that were, that were just buried in me for mm -hmm. so long. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, <laughs> we are currently packing. <laughs> so, we're packing and purging and donating. And so <laughs> I'm going, I'm coming across all these pictures from that Ron and I have taken over the years. And, you know, we both have been overweight since early on in our marriage. We're talking three decades. Wow. Three decades. And it just started early after getting married and just kept packing on pounds. And, and these pictures, I just look at them. I'm like, Oh my word. <laughs> <laughs> because to look at a picture of me now, minus 70 pounds, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a very, very different, different. look. Yeah. And um, it's just so nice to know that God uprooted that that body image issue yeah. that I had. And I I pray that a lot, that that God would uproot the lies. Yeah. And he does. And when he does, it's it it sometimes comes as a surprise because I don't even know it's a lie. Right. I don't even know it's there sometimes. Right. right. And then he uproots this thing, and I'm like, whoa, that was freeing. And, like, my whole world just mm -hmm. spins. And I'm like, yeah, that is pretty amazing. Yeah. And and I think for me, it was the same thing because um, I always just felt like I wasn't good at numbers. Even though I took accounting in high school, even though I loved math. And Ooh. Yet, dirty dog. I know. I know, right? Wow. And I, I loved, I, I have a monthly budget. I mean, I've always had a budget. It, from the time I had my very first job, I had a budget because my dad said, okay, here's the deal. We buy the car. You pay for your gas and your insurance, so you need to find a job that will cover that and your lunch, your meals, your lunch. And if you eat out dinner, that's on you. So I always had to make sure I had enough money. So I was, all, even at 16 years old, I was doing a budget. Wow. And yet, that's the area... That I always saw my mom and dad fight about. Ah. It was always an issue. They had separate accounts. My mom had her money. He had his money. And she was always overdrawing his her account. And he was always having to give her money to cover for it. And she just flipping didn't care. She just flipping didn't care. And, and I thought, I never want to be there. And yet, so I took on that persona of some kind. I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, yeah. How interesting. And so he would he would needle at that yeah. and say, you're just like your mother. Every, when I'd overdraw my account, I would feel so humiliated 
And why? I mean, it was an accident, mm-hmm. right? Right. What? But I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that is the distraction uh-huh. that he wants it. That's the exact thing he wants yeah. from you is for you to go, what? Huh? Wait, what? I'm. Yeah. And you then idiot. doubt yeah. everything about who yeah. you are and your abilities. Don't don't think about all the times you didn't overdraw your exactly. Account. You know all the many days, the many months. <laughs> it's the one time. It's in the one time. Months. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to pay thirty five dollar return check fee. Yeah, uh huh. But but all the all the times it didn't happen. Mm, and that's his game. And that's his game. That's one of his favorite toys. Yeah, jerk, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, and I think I think for me it was that it was that message, and I think I've mentioned it before. Um, you need to ask yourself who told you that. Mm, that's so good. Who told you that? That's so when, good. When in the very beginning, when God asked Adam and Eve, when they said, "Oh, we're naked. We're over here hiding in the bushes." Well, who told you you were naked? So it goes all the way back to the very beginning of mm-hmm. time. How what a jerk! Yeah, what a jerk he is! Yeah, how he's. I mean he. He's a flat-out liar. So who told you that? Is God telling you that? Is God telling you that you're horrible at numbers because you overdrew your account one time in 12 months? Who told you that? Right. Ask yourself. Yeah. Write it on a piece of paper, put it on an index card, slap it on your mirror, mm-hmm. and look at that and say, okay, who's telling me this? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And that that's where we all have to be because the enemy is always after us. Always. If we're doing anything that is good for God. Yeah. If we are following, uh-huh. if we are, whether we know it or not, and we're in God's will, which I mean, you hope you know, but I mean, we could be in God's will and right. just, he's going to throw the distractions. Right. He's going to try to derail you. When the, when the distraction comes, you just stop and say, okay, who told me that? Mm-hmm. Did I get that from scripture? Mm-hmm. Can I find a scripture that is opposite uh-huh. of what's, what I, what I'm thinking in mm-hmm. my head mm-hmm. and those promises are there for a reason. Are there for a reason, exactly. They are there for a reason. Exactly. I mean, if you look at if you look at all the people in the Bible that oh wait, weren't perfect, let's talk about it. Um and yet who 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 was the person that derailed them? It wasn't God. Right. It was the enemy placing temptations in their path. Mm-hmm. You know, Moses um had a speech impediment and the enemy used that against him mm-hmm. in an ever so slightful way. And when God told him to speak to the rock in order for the water to flow, he, the enemy said, but you're going to stutter. You're going to be so embarrassed when you stand up there in front of everybody and tell that rock to flow. So he didn't, he didn't say it. He struck it with his, with his staff. What a jerk. What a jerk. What a jerk. Always. So Always. It's, not, it's, it's, it's personal, but it's not personal. He does it to everybody. Yeah. And just how, how do we as believers recognize those distractions? I think a good way to recognize those distractions is if something feels really complicated and requiring a yes. lot of your own, by your own energy and mm-hmm. not by what, by God's energy, mm-hmm. that anything that is complicated or chaotic mm-hmm. or God works, God orchestrates things and it, it, although it is always orchestrated at a level that is impossible for humans mm-hmm. and it could be really complicated, our part isn't. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. It should never feel like it's all in our own energy. Right. It should never feel like that. Right. Right. So, um, with the yoga studio, we've talked about this. Um, it became very complex. That was a God idea. And that's why I had a hard time letting go because I knew that God placed that vision in my heart and in my soul. And I knew that he was the one that orchestrated the financing to get it started. I knew all of that. And yet it became a time sucker. It became, well, the morning classes aren't working, so let's do some evening classes. Well, the evening classes aren't working, so let's try some some Saturday morning classes. Well, we can't find instructors to teach the Saturday morning classes, so let's market, 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 market. And then let's go back to, oh, well, the original classes were working, so why do we add more classes? Because now people are, half of the people are going to this class and half of the people are going to that class, and now we don't have a full class over here. So. Complicated. 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 Stress. Yeah. Time sucker so that you don't have time to do anything else. Right. Which is, that's the distraction. That's the distraction. Because if he can keep us distracted to the point where we are not doing the things on a daily basis. Right. That we need to be doing to push forward towards, because we do, it does require our action. God right. is, we are working in partnership with God right. and there are things we have to do. Right. And if we get derailed and distracted and mm-hmm. going off doing what, what always happens to me is the administrative junk. Yeah. Like that's what I spend my days on. And then I get to Friday and I'm like, well, what did I do this week that helped this person or helped that person mm-hmm. or made sure that this thing was going on? Like, and, and it's so easy to do to get to Friday and look back and go, Oh wow. I feel like I did nothing but a bunch of paperwork. Right. Right. Uh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Excuse me. We're both coughing here. Sorry. Yes. So, so how do we identify those distractions? First and foremost, it's not peaceful mm-hmm. and it's not simplified because we know that God is very simple in his direction. Yeah. It becomes very complex. Um, there's anxiety. That it becomes comes unmanageable. Unmanageable. Absolutely. Unsustainable. Yeah. Yeah. God doesn't do unsustainable. He uh-uh. does not put that on If us. he's going to give you something, he's going to give you the, whatever it takes to get it done. Right. Period. And if you don't have, if you're lacking in whatever it is to accomplish that project, it's it's probably not what's supposed to be happening right now. And I would say, take a step back, take a deep breath, mm-hmm. give it some time. Mm-hmm. Because if what you're doing is going towards the goal or the purpose that you know God has you going towards, but things just aren't working, Mm -hmm. then take a step back. Mm -hmm. God fills up the gap. Mm -hmm. If you're not going the right way and things aren't working out, then it's probably not God's plan anyway, or you've just barely skid off the road a little bit Mm -hmm. of where you need to be. But it's never going to hurt to just take a break and go, wait, just hang on. Right. Something ain't right here. And and I I have another example of that. Um, Back four years ago when we launched the nonprofit, um, I felt like I needed a separate office, right? And um, so I went to my landlord and he showed me some office space that he had in the back of a, a vacant bank building and it was perfect. I mean, doors open, it's perfect. The the rent, he, he pretty much told me I could name the rent, right? Mm-hmm. And there was another nonprofit that needed some space, so we split the space. And um, I don't know, about a year and a half into it, they decided to move to an, a, a, a town, a different town, where they did most of their work, which was totally understandable. But instead of 
And, and then by that time, there's that hair. And by that time, yeah, I just brushed the hair off my forehead. Um, by that time, I had already moved my office back over to my day spa because it was too hard to maintain two offices. It was easier just to have everything in one location and I could switch back and forth between the day spa and the nonprofit and everything. So I wasn't even in the building, right? And so when they decided to move, that should have been my cue to give the space up. But instead, I thought, oh, another channel for income. I'll just make it a co-working space. Um, I'll rent it out to people, other entrepreneurs that need space but don't want the brick and mortar, blah, 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 blah. Well, four years into it, I finally determined that maybe this isn't something that God wants me to do. So I prayed about it. And lo and behold, two of the people that were renting from me decided to move out. And I just went, is that my cue? And and without even hearing, it was like, yes. Another time sucker. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, when things would go wrong in the building, you know, the internet's down, um, the alarm's not working, the front door's not working. I mean, where am I spending my time? Right. Being a landlord. Is that what he called me to be? No. No. Yep. No. <laughs> no. So these are the things that sometimes when you just slow down and listen, he'll give you a good narrative of what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just kept thinking, well, this is a channel. This is a channel. I can support the nonprofit through this channel. No, no not when you're spending all, I mean, between the yoga studio and that co-working space, um, I was spending any extra time that I had taking care of that instead of doing what I needed to be doing, and that was taking care of the day spa and the nonprofit. And funny story is they both came to an end on the very same day. I bet your world seems so opened oh. up right now because we're at November 1st and they shut down September, September 30th. 30th. Yeah, so you're a month into. Mm -hmm. I've already seen, um, I, I've seen the financial part of it already in just 30 days. Um, and not to mention the time that I've had just to donate to or dedicate to promoting the spa. Well, not so much promoting the spa because it's already standing on its own, um, but promoting the nonprofit. I mean, just like I mentioned in the last episode, you know, those doors shut and immediately three more open. And these are, and this is what I prayed, Lord, I don't have time to be an event coordinator and do what you want me to do. And he's like, fine, I'll take care of that. Boom, boom, boom. And it's like, Sometimes I should just ask sooner. <laughs> it is so true. I mean, just the light bulb is is like 100 watts instead of 25 watts. It's like, what? <laughs> My light bulb has become brighter. Oh, God. I just, yes. And I feel like, I just feel like that is, I feel like we're not the only ones, I guess no. what I'm trying to say. No, we're not. Life does this to everybody, and the distractions are there, and we all just have to figure out what that looks and feels like. Mm -hmm. And it's different for everybody. Like, people may not see it the way you and I do, but I feel like there's just a thread of what we're talking about mm -hmm. that is similar with what other people will recognize. Mm -hmm. And I think that really stopping and taking a step back mm -hmm. Trying to see things from that 30,000 foot view. Right. Doing what you did and said, well, hang on a second. Am I supposed to be a landlord? Is this really bringing in that much money? Is it really a, a good fundraising? Is it really the best use of my time for fundraising? 
And it wasn't because it was all... And clearly, it was just enough to pay the rent and the utilities. I wasn't making a freaking dime. <laughs> well, then that was Hello? an easy answer. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I thought I was doing a good thing, providing a good place for some people to do their entrepreneurial things, but it was just enough to cover the rent and the utilities. There was no extra being fed back into the nonprofit, which was the whole vision right. when we started. Right. Yes. That was me hitting my forehead. <laughs> okay. What about you? I'm sure you have an example to share with us. You know, one of the distractions that gets me a lot, it revolves around the same theme of it takes all my energy to make it happen. Mm -hmm. That is a very strong theme for me. So a specific example of that is when I was marketing for the masterminds mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I kept thinking, Oh, I'm going to create all these new groups. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm doing the marketing. I'm talking to people. I'm doing, I, I prefer relationship marketing over like, right. I just, anyway, there's a whole podcast, not ours, but there's a whole podcast on relationship marketing. And if you hate marketing, it's what you need to listen to. I'll write a note here to put it in the, um, hang on everybody. I'm writing down. Relationship She's going to put this link in the show notes. Marketing link. Okay. Because if I don't write it down, I'll forget. Um, so I got myself all tied up in trying to figure out how to do all the marketing out there, which you got to be on Facebook and you got to be on Instagram and you got to be on LinkedIn and, and, all, and don't even get me started on like TikTok and I don't even know. I'm so out of the loop on, and I, because I'm not on any of them. Mm -mm. I'm on LinkedIn and that's it. I will go and check Facebook once every couple of weeks just to see if I have any notifications from family, but I am not on it at all and I don't enjoy it mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. It makes me anxious. And so the thought of having to be on all of those platforms and it felt inauthentic mm -hmm. And so I had this conversation with God and I'm like, I don't, this just doesn't flow for me. This is not me. I don't, I don't enjoy it at all. And, um, he was just like, but then why don't you let me handle the marketing? You just go tend your sheep, which is an Edie Tolbert phrase, tend your sheep. Um, I get to do the thing that I enjoy and I do most, mm -hmm. which is, help groups of women flourish, mm -hmm. help them connect, mm -hmm. which is what I do, and then he'll bring the people. And so instead of me building brand new groups, I already have a group that's formed. And it, he was like, why don't you just add people to the group you have? Which I did, and it's amazing. Simple. And it's simple. I have, that way I'm not trying to form groups of six people and finding six people and all those six people needing to be at the same place at the same time. Like it, <laughs> it's, anyway. Yeah, I made it way complicated. I always make it way complicated. If it's left to my own power, I'm going to make it complicated. But, but in that, you realized that you, he already started a good thing in the group that you had. And and they confirmed that. Yes. To just add to that group. Yes. And once you get it to a certain number. Then we split. Then you split and you start building those two groups. Yeah. That's God math. That is God math. A hundred percent. Because that was not my math at all. Yeah. And I, that, that process is slower, mm -hmm. which I'm fine with. Mm -hmm. And it is manageable because mm -hmm. I'm only one person. Right. 
And it gives people plenty of time to get to know one another mm-hmm. and bond and all those things. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's... Um, it's going to be good. And, yeah. And you're not spending all those t- hours trying to... Pre- and, I mean, seriously, what type of marketing can you do on Facebook that's going to bring... I mean, even though I have the day spa on Facebook, it's it's word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It's... It, I can't... I, I don't know of... Any one person that has walked through my doors, and Facebook will probably shut me down now after I'm saying this. <laughs> um, I don't know of any one person that has walked through my doors or called and said, I found you on Facebook and I want to book an appointment. Oh, interesting. It's more about Google reviews. Mm-hmm. It's more about word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It's more about, they may have put on Facebook, I need a good mani. Can anybody recommend? But again, but that's, that's where enough. that's where it comes from. Well, and this is the whole relationship marketing thing that um, that the enemy would love to keep us distracted mm-hmm. with social media because mm-hmm. if oh. he can suck us into mm-hmm. the scroll hole, mm-hmm. then oh, I love that. That's a good one. <laughs> scroll hole. <laughs> is that a real? I mean, that's a real thing. But yeah, scroll hole. Yeah, you it get totally. sucked into the scroll hole, and 40, yeah. 45 minutes to an hour later, you. Oh, Oh, crap. Yeah. And you're putting, or us as business owners are putting out so much effort out there through whether we're paying for ads or we're just, Mm -hmm. I call it feeding the monster. Mm -hmm. In order to get the amount of content you've got to put on social media, it is a starving monster that is never satisfied. Right. That's how I see it. Right. Now, I know other people make tons of money on Facebook and Instagram. And you know what? God bless you. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy you figured it out. I just don't have it in me. Right. I'm a solopreneur doing it on my own, and right. I do not have the time. Right. And so that distraction of being on social media and then not taking care of my people the way I feel like I could and should, right. that's all that was for me. That right. marketing didn't have to be, doesn't right. have to be any of that. Right. My marketing sucker. is, and you were right. Oh, sorry. You started to say... How many people are going to go look at a Facebook ad and decide that they're going to be in a mastermind group? Well, probably none. Well, let's let's let, let's let's go further. At, in the scroll hole, how many times do you stop on an ad? Well, never. You just scroll right through. Right. I even and I am on LinkedIn more than any of them, and I still scroll straight through the ones that say mm-hmm. promoted. Mm-hmm. I don't stop and look at mm-hmm. ads. Mm-hmm. Just like we stopped watching them on TV and mm-hmm. stop listening to the radio. Yeah, we started... record everything and then fast forward through the commercials. I mean, for exactly. real. Yes. For real. So I just feel like that distraction for me was, let me just get all tied up and complicated and, and stressed mm-hmm. out about how I can be in all of the social media platforms mm-hmm. when really all I needed to be doing mm-hmm. was going and having face-to-face coffee mm-hmm. with people on a regular basis or going to some sp- female Christian specific organizations, which we right. actually do have in Tulsa. Right. And right. why wasn't I spending that time there? Hello. Which ding, 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 way ding. more Right sense. answer. Exactly. Right answer. <laughs> What's the right answer for 500, Bob? <laughs> You're so funny. Let's go to the, let's go to the, yes. So crazy. I know. And it's until you sit and think about it from this perspective. Yes. That you realize that those distractions are just distractions. And just like we said at the beginning, some of those are good distractions. And that's why you think, oh, yes, I should go do that. Mm-hmm. I should do that. Mm-hmm. I should spend two hours on Facebook, you know, a week or whatever it is. Because mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good thing that's going to boost my business mm-hmm. or whatever. And in reality, right. what is your, what is it? ROI. 
what return, return on, on investment. investment. R, yeah, ROI. Return. I had to stop and think about that. Yeah. One. Wow. Yes. So um, you have to you have to discern. You have to have um, the ability to identify those distractions and go. Mm -hmm. Oh, hold on. You sorry son of a gun. Yep. Even if it's a good thing. Yep. Even if it's a good thing. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, wow, that went fast. <laughs> wow. We talk a lot. <laughs> that one went really fast. Okay, so um, this week was on how the enemy can distract you and identifying those distractions. Um, I always say Ephesians 6, 6.11 you know, you need to be armored up every day and ready to fight battle and make sure, you know, don't forget verse 13, stand firm. You got to be standing firm when those little distractions, because they are going to be little. They're going to be, sometimes they're going to be the size of a pea so that they just wheedle their way in mm -hmm. or whittle their way in. Wheedle, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. I don't know. It starts with a W. Yeah. Something <laughs> very small. Um, and you have to, you have to be able to, to recognize them and squash them. Yeah. So that you, they don't become mountains out yeah. of a molehill, as they say. Yes. So um, we always wrap up each podcast with a celebration or a kick in the butt. Do you have something, Jimmy? I have a kick in the butt. <gasps> Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, I always do that because I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not the only one that had a kick in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so my kick in the butt is that, and I'm going to relate it back to my, my weight loss journey. Okay. So in the beginning of this or actually the last three decades, like I said, we, Ron and I have been cute little round people for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And, um, in all of that time, the lies and the distractions that the enemy would put on me was, oh, well you need to lose a hundred pounds. So that would take forever. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. there's getting started. You're not even going to be anywhere. Like you're not even, it's going to take you so long that this journey is going to be terrible, right? Jerk. Right? Mm -hmm. So in that, the kick in the butt is, is that after the first five pounds, mm -hmm. I felt more accomplished than I had in, I can't even tell you how long. Mm -hmm. And then at 25 pounds, mm -hmm. at 25 pounds, my whole body was changing. Aches were leaving. My exercise, being able to walk was easier. So it's not a matter mm -hmm. of from zero to a hundred and a hundred was the only thing that mattered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My countenance has changed. Mm -hmm. it has. My confidence has raised. Mm -hmm. And that is a journey. Mm -hmm. And so my kick in the butt and my, my thing for everybody out there is whatever it is you need to start. Mm -hmm. Yes, we all look at the hundred pounds. Right. Whether you're in business and you need to make a certain amount of money or mm -hmm. you, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have the goal, but there are milestones and benchmarks along the way that matter so much in that journey. Yes. And yeah. my kick in the butt is that I waited three decades, mm -hmm. three decades to do this journey that I've done from January to November. Yeah. And I've lost 70 pounds. Yeah. And I... And so what was the deciding factor? What made you jump in and go for it? You know, this is, this is bonus y'all bonus. <laughs> so what made me do it was, um, my niece, Brittany, mm -hmm. who lives with us, who's finishing up nursing school. She had had weight loss surgery, mm -hmm. um, two years ago in August mm -hmm. and she's lost a hundred and like 
50 pounds, I think, like somewhere in that range. But it's not the weight. Mm -hmm. It's how I watched her change. Mm -hmm. Not her body, mm -hmm. her personality mm -hmm. and her confidence mm -hmm. and her countenance. And as I was watching that, mm -hmm. that's what I wanted. You wanted that. That's what I wanted. Yes, I wanted to shed pounds mm -hmm. and that mattered. But what I was mm -hmm. watching her, mm -hmm. what, what, what I was watching happen to her, mm -hmm. I've known her since she was born, obviously. Watching that. Yeah. That is what I wanted. She okay. had something mm -hmm. I wanted so bad, mm -hmm. and it was the confidence and that total difference in how she saw herself. Yeah. That was it. You heard it here for the first time. <laughs> Business Besties Podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's an awesome story. That is very um, encouraging for anybody out there that wants to lose weight. Or build a business. It's not just about the weight. No, no, it's not. And that that was that hundred pounds. What he was putting in your path was your giant, yeah. and all you had to do was be like David and pick up that first small stone. Yep, five pounds. Yep, that was it. I first, was amazed at what chisel. at the difference five pounds made yeah. in everything about me. Mm -hmm. I didn't really feel it that much on my body, mm -hmm. but boy, did I feel it in the space between my ears. Yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool. Well, my celebration is not that exciting, but it's exciting. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, during 2020, during April of the shutdown. The um, shutdown. The, the country <laughs> shutdown. World. World <laughs> shutdown. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't it? It's two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh, yeah. It was the two weeks to flatten, flatten the, the curve. curve. Yeah. <laughs> during that curve flattening thing. Um, I really enjoyed when Ronnie and I or my family or whatever, whoever wanted to go at the time, every Sunday because we couldn't go to church, we would get in the car and we'd go on a road trip just to get outside of the house, right? Yes. And we went to some places here in Oklahoma that I have never been, lived here all my stinking life, had never been. And it was, I mean, there was a salt plain for heaven's sake in Oklahoma. Uh -huh. Are you, what? Yeah. Huh? White <laughs> yes. sand yes, for miles. <laughs> People yes. out there digging, uh -huh. okay? For crystals. Yep. Mm -hmm. For crystals. <laughs> so um, so we did that. And then everybody went back to work, and we haven't done it since, okay? It's November 2021. And my husband called me last week um, and said, uh, let's make some time on the calendar to go do the fall foliage down south. Oh, fun! So Monday... Yeah. I marked out the whole dumb day. Yay! And we're going on a road trip, just a day trip, <gasps> yeah, to see the fall foliage. Well, and, and I, I bet that that's cannot yeah. be more excited. Yeah. yeah. And so, this might be a thing. I mean, I don't know that we'll be able to do it every week. Yeah. But once a month, maybe. Yeah. I miss. I call it pandemic summer. Yeah. I miss pandemic summer. I do. Because we were all at home. Mm -hmm. Noah was in school. Brittany was in. I mean, Noah was in virtual school. Brittany was in virtual school. Ron was working from his office. I always work from home. Mm -hmm. And we would to get out. We would go every single weekend, and sometimes Friday and Saturday. Yeah. All yeah. weekend long, we yeah. would go drive and explore Oklahoma. Explore. Explore. And I miss that so bad. But now that we've gotten back in the hustle and the bustle, mm -hmm. we're too tired. Yeah. Like, yeah. life started over, and weekends are to relax and stay home and try to figure out how to get enough energy for the next, next day. Mm -hmm. And I miss pandemic summer. Yeah. I miss it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sounds crazy. So, that was a good thing that came out. Yeah. And so, I'm excited. So, 
I'll share with you. You have to because I, I'm, here I'm in Oklahoma, we have what's called Talamina Drive. That's where we're going. And that's where you see the best foliage. And I bet you're going at the perfect time. Yep. Yep. I'm so excited. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, next week, we will talk about how to prepare for that distraction. <laughs> we're going to give you dun, some. Dun, dun. Yeah. We're going to give you some fighting tools to um, pick them out. Get your get your sword out and makes the sword swiping. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Edie. And this is Jennifer. And we hope that we've inspired you to find your business bestie if you haven't already.